Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. On today, excuse me, we're continuing through Psalm 91. We're doing the last few verses, verses 14 through 16, and we're looking at how are we, um, how do we hear God in the broken places? I'm going to say the same thing I've said all week. If you have not listened to the other podcasts this week, I really, really recommend that you go back and listen to all of them, especially if you are in a broken place right now. Um... I think that God is really, really speaking to us and saying something in these podcasts. It's definitely not me. It is definitely all him. (laughs) I can't take any of the credit. All right, so verses 14 through 16. God says, I will save those who love me and will protect those who acknowledge me as Lord. When they call to me, I will answer them. When they are in trouble, I will be with them. I will rescue them and honor them. I will reward them with long life. I will save them. So I'm going to have some more transparent moments. I keep telling God, can I stop telling people all my business? It's embarrassing. (laughs) But I guess that's why God resists the crowd and gives grace to the humble, right? So I felt like God was pushing me to tell, say, to share. I can't even talk because I really don't want to say it. To share a couple things um, that I really don't want to share about myself, but I'm being obedient. I tend to get really sassy with God. Um, I apologize after, and I do feel sincerely repentant and bad after. Um, but there are times in my life where I am completely in my toddler stage with God even as a mature Christian. And there are times in my life where I'm completely in my adolescent stage with God. Again, even as a mature Christian, I just go through these moments where I'm so frustrated and aggravated with my situation that I just take it all out on God. And so recently (laughs) there's been something going on and I, um, I had the audacity, I will say, to get frustrated and tell God, I don't hear you. Why aren't you saying anything to me? And I say the audacity because not only is audacious to say that to God but he had just spoken to me so ridiculously loudly and clearly like two days before this and so um I I didn't even spend a lot of time just soaking that blessing in because in the moment I was so angry about what was happening that even though God was ministering to me and speaking to me through um it was actually through what was happening on the radio it was through something the DJ said and then a bunch of songs that came on it was literally like I can't make this up it was one song after another that was word for word addressing different things I had just said when I was just crying out to him in prayer and then I got in the car and the DJ said something that addressed something I said and then the next song addressed it and the song after that and the song after that and then even later on there was another song and I'm just like wow God is just speaking to me and confirming that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and that even though I'm in this broken place and it's insanely exhaustingly horribly difficult um that God is confirming that I'm doing what he wants me to do and that he's with me and he wants me to let him know he hears me and he is speaking to me and so that amazing moment happened right (laughs) and it wasn't even small moment it was like over 20 minutes and yet two days later (laughs) 
when I was crying out to God about something else and I didn't get an immediate response, I was all temper tantruming. Like, where are you? Why don't I hear you? I don't know what you want me to do. So I love these verses in Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16. God says, I will save those who love me and will protect those who acknowledge me as Lord. When they call to me, I will answer them. When they are in trouble, I will be with them. I will rescue them and honor them. I will reward them with long life. I will save them. So more confessions. When I'm not temper tantruming about stuff in my own life, um, sometimes I'm temper tantruming on behalf of other people. So when I read, I will reward them with long life, I will save them. There's a piece of my flesh that says to God, but sometimes you don't. Because we know that everyone doesn't live to be long. Um, everyone doesn't live to have a long life, right? And we know that we have to trust that God is doing something even in those times where it doesn't make sense to us. And so there are people who like to manipulate scripture, right? And they say things like, oh, bad things happen to these people because they weren't acknowledging God as Lord. They weren't... um, loving God because it says in verse 14 I will save those who love me and protect those who acknowledge me as Lord Um, but God loves his children and because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross remember the Bible said that Jesus came for the whole world God sent his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him so Jesus came for the whole world. It says, God loved the world so much. The whole world. I cannot stress that enough. There is nobody that God does not love. And that's hard, right? Like, there are some pretty evil, horrible, demonic people out there. But that's exactly what's going on. They're demonic. They are under the influence of demons. And we need to be able to separate their behavior, their sin, from the person so we can separate the sin from the sinner there are people in my life who are causing so much stress for me that there are times where I feel like I'm just begging God not to let me hate them and a dear friend pointed out that I should be begging God to help me love them which is absolutely right and that's what I would have said to a client (laughs) um and so that's what I've been begging God to help me love them and I do pray that a lot like help me love the unlovable but how do we grow in our capacity to love the unlovable God gives us more unlovable people so that we can practice (laughs) it's my least favorite way to learn so I want to take a pause I know we're way into this I've abandoned completely the effort of being under 10 minutes this week um but when is a time where you needed to hear from God and you couldn't and we'll be right back so I have a lot of people who say to me Emily I don't hear from God the way you do I'm like, yeah, well, I don't always hear from God the way I do either. (laughs) But it's true that, you know, there are times where I hear from God and, like, it's like this, like, not like an audible voice in my head, but it's like a knowing in my head. I always say it's like a voice in my head, but it's not audible. Um, And then there's times I hear from God because of what's on the radio or because of what somebody else says to me. Um, Or because of something on TV or because I'm reading the Bible and he speaks to me through his holy word. So when I was struggling and I was telling God, like, I'm not hearing from you, and he re- he actually directed me to Psalm 91, which changed my whole attitude and my whole perspective. And I'm excited for tomorrow's podcast when we're going to go through the whole Psalm as one altogether, um, which also probably won't be under 10 minutes. 
<laughs> um, but I want to say that there are times. There are times that we don't hear and we don't know. So what do you do? What do you do when you're not hearing from God in the broken places? And this is what I'm going to say. You don't give up trying. You don't give up listening. You don't give up seeking. Because a lot of times we're not hearing from God because it's not because he's not talking to us. It's because we're not listening the right way. So um, we're not positioning ourselves to hear. So for example, for example, I'm sure this has happened to you. There are times where you send a text message and your side of the phone says that it went through and the other person's side of the phone never got it, right? And so you're thinking you said something clearly to them and they never heard it. And then you might feel some type of way that they didn't respond or you might feel some type of way if there was something you needed them to do that they didn't do. But that's not on them. That's on, that's, I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not on them. They're sending the message. It's not even on you in the example I'm giving because it's a technology issue. But I'm thinking about how um, there have been so many times where I have made um a phone call and I desperately needed to get to my husband and he didn't answer the phone and I was like I needed to tell him something and so I'm desperately trying to tell him something but which probably wasn't that important to him (laughs) but he's not answering and so it's not that I'm not trying to reach out and communicate and I feel like a lot of times God is trying to communicate with us and we're not listening we're not receiving it we're not picking up the phone right and it gets a metaphorical phone not a real phone Although I feel like it would be kind of cool if, like, God could just send us messages directly to our phone. Which also, he does kind of do that. Like, on Instagram, I'll be on Instagram and there'll be something that directly speaks to my situation or my circumstance. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. Actually, this morning, um, there was something that directly spoke to my situation, my circumstance. And I was cracking up and I showed it to my husband. And it was something that had been on Instagram a while back. And while I was trying to pray and figure out what God wanted me to do for podcasts, um, I had this screenshot of someone who had posted. It says, check on your professional friends that be wanting to get real hood, but they can't because they have a lot to lose. They are not okay. And I was cracking up because I'm like, yep, that's me. That's me right now. (laughs) Not okay. But I thank God that he does speak to us. And when we're not hearing him, we need to change how we're receiving so there are times where I don't know if you remember those old radios in the car where you and even like old transistor radios or even old boombox radios where you had to rotate the dial to try to get the signal to come in I feel like that's us we're those old radios that weren't digital (laughs) and you had to wiggle the dial to try to catch the exact signal God's coming through on a specific channel and if we're not tuned to that channel we're not going to hear what he has to say to us and that's not on him that's on us and a way that we can get ourselves aligned to hear from him is by praising him worshiping him spending time in his word and yes um praying obviously um and asking god for what we need but we need to be aware that god has promised us that he is answering us it says god says which means he's speaking right i will save those who love me and will protect those who acknowledge me as lord and then verse 15 when they call to me i will answer them i love that because that 
confirms that God answers us when we call to him. When they are in trouble, I will be with them. He is with us in the broken places. I will rescue them and honor them. I will reward them with long life. I will save them. And I know I started out talking about um, like the doubts that I sometimes have and the questions that I have for God and, I, and how it's frustrating you know, and heartbreaking when people die young. I don't know that God meant long life as in like living here long life. God rewards us with eternal life when we trust in him and when we give our whole hearts to him and when we recognize that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and he does rescue us and he does honor us. And sometimes I I am convinced that we are so focused on this world that we forget about eternity. We act like it's not a real thing. There is life after death. It is with God forever. And we are, um, what's the word I want? Building up treasure there. And as we change in our character, as we grow in, uh, in while we're living our holiest hot mess lives, God is changing us. He's refining us to be who he desires for us to be for all eternity so that when we're with him forever, we are our very best versions of our best, best selves because it's a long time forever. I feel like Prince, right? It's a mighty long time. <laughs> and so I want us to be mindful that this place is not our home that we're going to be in broken places, but God is with us in the broken places. He is at work in the broken places. And even when we can't see him, even when we can't feel him, even when we can't hear him, that's not because he's not there. It's because we're not positioning ourselves to receive from him. And that's not a condemnation thing. That's a, hey, you wanna lose some weight? How about you do some exercise type of thing? It's a suggestion, not a condemnation. This is not, oh, you're not trying hard enough. This is relax, rest, release. Just truly submit to the Lord. Just allow yourself to surrender to God. And he's going to pour out blessings you can't even imagine. I feel like we tend to try to do things in our own strength and in our own way. And that's when we keep getting in God's way. Not because he can't overpower us, but because he's being polite and letting us figure it out. Right? Those of you that have children, don't you sometimes let them learn the lesson the hard way? Isn't that why every child pretty much ever has touched a hot stove? Because you can only tell them no so many times before finally you figure out they're not going to figure it out until they feel it for themselves. So, boop, they touch the hot stove and then they're screaming bloody murder. But now they've learned and they'll never touch it again. And I feel like God does that with us too. Like he tries to protect us from ourselves and finally he'll get to a point where he's like, okay, you want to learn the hard way? Knock yourself out. And what do we do? We knock ourselves out. So I pray that as we prepare to close in prayer way over time, that this was a blessing to you and that you are hearing my heart. That when I say that we're not in a position to hear from God, if we're not hearing from God and it's not that he's not speaking, it is not a condemnation. It is not a tell you to try harder. It is a what can you do differently so that you can be blessed? What can you do differently so you can hear from God to help you? Do you need to read his word more? Do you need to listen to more praise and worship? Do you need to speak to a trusted Christian mature friend? What are ways that you can align yourself with the right signal from God, using the radio example again, so that you can receive all that he wants to say to you? A lot of times it's in a sermon too. I left that out earlier. Okay, let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you that you are always talking to us, Lord God, that you have plans to prosper us and to give us a future and a hope, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the reminder in your holy word that this world is not our home. But we also thank you for the reminder that you are with us in the broken places, Lord God, that you are speaking to us, that when we call to you, you hear us and you 
answer us, Lord God. Help us to hear you in the broken places as we live our holiest hot mess lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray that this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe and come back for more tips and strategies of how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless. Thank you.